There is the music, and we are underway. Cool Button Hockey Podcast, Episode 73. Craig, we have witnessed in our lifetimes down to nothing, win four in a row or win the series. Doesn't happen a lot. It's usually a better team that gets off to a slower start. Then they find their groove. For you, your biggest storyline or takeaway about the Tampa Bay Lightning's resiliency and outstanding team defense. You know, adjusting, understanding that the, the, the opponent you prepare for may not be exactly what they present to you at the, at, 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 at the outset. And I think that that's what happened with the Tampa Bay Lightning. There's no lack of preparation going into the playoffs, but you can't just hang on uh, that preparation as, as the only part of, of what you're trying to do. And we, we, you can look at the layoff after the four-game sweep of the Florida Panthers, but, you know, game one, 6-2, you know, and then they win game two, you know. Now the Rangers are up 2 nothing. They thought they had solved the Vasilevsky code. Oh, high stick, short side, look at all the goals that are going in, all the graphics that were going up and everything. And the Tampa Bay Lightning went home and they made adjustments. They made some big adjustments. They dominated game three. They, if it's not for Shesterkin, that's a blowout. I mean, it wasn't even close. The only thing that was close was the final score of 3-2. And remember, the Rangers got up 2-0 in that game. You would think that, like, and so, like, it's 2-0, and, like, they never had control of that game. Yeah, they had a 2-0 lead. There was no control in that game. And then from that point on, the, the New York Rangers couldn't find an adjustment five on five. They couldn't find an adjustment in terms of getting quality shots from the inner slot, the inner slot shots by the New York Rangers. It, it was like dismal. They, 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 they couldn't do it. They couldn't get inside the uh, uh, Tampa Bay lightning. And when they did, there was Vasilevsky and it, it, it's a lesson. I think it's a lesson for the New York Rangers. Don't think that you got it all solved before it is solved. <laughs> and I think they thought they had it all solved. And then to me, oh, after game four, oh, we're going back home. We haven't lost since game one of the playoffs. You know, we haven't lost three in a row all season long. Okay, okay. You know what that is? That's not understanding. And that's not that, that, that's not a negative. That's part of growing. We talk about players having to grow, teams having to grow, right? Like, it's a hard lesson. It's a hard lesson. And they, and, and they got taught in a PhD doctorate class by the best in class, the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's what I see. I call it adjustments. Tampa Bay Lightning are fantastic at it. And when you look at adjustments, like clearly all things considered, regular season and playoffs, this has been Steve Stamkos's shiny moment. It, it has. The regular season combined with these playoffs, being healthy. Health is in life the most important thing. The magic that he, Palat, and Kucherov have created, whether the turning point in game three or not even the turning point, obviously a power play goal to make it 2-1. Obviously a power play goal to make it 2-2. Some people think it's a Kucherov pass. I think maybe it was a dumb, dumb penalty by Jacob Truba to get rid of the 232 on the power play. That, that hurt, but you can argue it was all of that. And what you said, middle ice, the 1-3-1, the inner slot shots, they didn't, if you can't get to trouble, like you little red riding hood can't get home. If she doesn't go through the big bad wolf, you can't go around. There's no secret passage. 
It wasn't there. And Gerard Gallant refused to either acknowledge or play around 71 and his line. Like, especially in game five, that would have been the time to say, what else are we going to do? What adjustments are we going to make? Sorelli can play. And he played 20 even strength minutes in the last game. And Stammer had 14. What does that tell you? You know, somebody will look at the summary and go, well, Stammer, two goals. and the Yeah, I know. But Sorelli being on against Panarin was his way. Sorry, uh, Zabanajad was his way of saying, we've got you here. We've got the best line in hockey. Then we got the Nick Paul line. All of this, all of this without Braden Point, with our defense, like Sergachev, who was on the ice at MSG in that game five game, playing his off wing. That's coaching. What does Sergachev do? Greg left-handed walks the line. Sergachev on the ice doing his thing. I, I thought, put him on. Icing late. I'm going for it. John Cooper did some great checkbox moves. And Gerard didn't adjust to the Tampa adjustments. I, I love the game. I'm not saying one's playing checkers, one's playing chess. Remember what we said a few games ago? Check and now mate, Boris. Yeah, you said that. That was very well put. You know, when I look back to, let's go back a little while. Okay, so let's go back to Montreal, Toronto, the 2021 playoffs. And, you know, I, I, I understand what uh, Sheldon Keefe was saying. Hey, Austin, you know what? I'm not, he's going to go out there. We're not looking for matchups. Okay, good. Well, understand that when you're playing against Philip Deneau <laughs> and you end up with one goal at the end of a seven game series, you, you know, you know, Sheldon, maybe you should have been looking to get him away from Philip Deneau. Vegas Golden Knights, you know, last year against the Montreal Canadiens. You know, I never thought they got it. I never thought they understood. They kept saying, oh, yeah, we'll keep doing this. Yeah, we're there if we keep playing this way. Actually, the way you're playing isn't getting you success. So why would you want to keep playing that way? You know what? And I, and I hear it constantly. I hear it all the time. If we keep playing that way. No, actually, if you keep playing that way, you're not going to win. Because they're just proving that you can't win. And I think, and that's where I say it's about learning. So this isn't, I'm not here to say, you, you know, people aren't trying, but it's learning. It's about learning. And players have to learn and coaches have to learn, right? And I think for the New York Rangers, this is about learning. No, playing this, don't be fooled by, by this. You, you were not dangerous. You were not dangerous against the Tampa Bay Lightning at, at I mean, I, I would say for the last three and a half games, you were not dangerous. You were not dangerous and keep playing the same way. Really? Okay. Keep playing the same way. So what you're really saying is let's keep playing the same way so we can lose the same way. Adjustment, Steve. It's real simple. That's part of learning. It's part of growing and everything. Like I said, the Tampa Bay Lightning, and, and keep this in mind, and, and, and I think it's really, in their last nine wins, in their last nine wins, game seven versus Toronto, four games versus the uh, uh, Florida Panthers, four game, four wins versus the New York Rangers. Their last nine wins, they've given up nine goals. Total. Nine goals. Nine. <laughs> in the Stanley Cup playoffs against... Two of the two of the highest scoring teams in the league, Florida and and, uh, and uh, Toronto, and and the Rangers who were humming along and you know scored four power play goals of their five goals in the last four games. Guess what? Ain't getting it done. Florida didn't get it done. New York Rangers didn't get it done. So don't start telling me about if we keep playing the same way. 
you'll get the same result. <laughs> you want to keep playing the same way? You'll get the same result. And I ask you, my friend. Yes. Are you happy getting the same result where you get to say, well, we'll be better next year and we'll learn from it? Because that's what it is. We'll see if you learn. Yeah. And it wasn't as if he didn't try anything. He put Zamatajad and Stroll or and um, Panarin together sometimes that weakened the Kreider line. And then here's Kreider, a 50 goal score being demoted to the third line with like, that's oh Okay. And then he went back to Kreider on the first line. Strom was hurt, but so was Jari. So was Freddie Anderson. So the, the Rangers capitalized by taking advantage of injuries. And when they got banged up with Heedle and Strom and then Strom didn't come back, I get it. So there, there were some lineup adjustments, but there wasn't anything strategic for me to say. And then we could argue they tie the game. The only way they were ever dominant in the series on the power play. And then God love Dryden hunt is on the ice for the next shift. Uh Oh, they're a little in trouble on their four check. Truba is deep. And at that point, Palat, he's wily coyote. He starts drooling because he sees uh, 86. He starts drooling because he knows if it comes to me, it's going right back over. That was a terrible give up of a series clinching goal. Just like that. Just, it was too easy. It was a goal. We're not arguing if it wasn't or not. You, you just tied a game. You've got no business being tied in. And in 21 seconds, who do they have on the ice? Who do you have on the ice? And to me, I know the anti-Truba faction will say fittingly, but it was a mistake. Tampa made how many mistakes in the games that you're talking about? How many mistakes? Almost none. And the Rangers, uh, and yep, it'll be learning. And in three years, maybe we'll have this conversation about how the Rangers learn. You're playing against near perfection, and and one team's not ready yet. I thought that if we were on television doing that breakdown, Craig, it would only take you tw- 21 seconds is the name of the breakdown because that hurts. That one really hurts. Well, there, there's no question it did. And, you know, it, it, it's always interesting, Steve, and, and you talk about adjustments and whatnot, but, but you, you know, at that point in the game, you know what, you're, you're putting players out on the ice and it's not like, like it, it's a point that you're going, that this will help us win, but you better be careful because what you do could lead to you losing. Okay. Because John Cooper has the last change there. So now when you put Dryden Hunt out there, well, you've left yourself exposed. Just like Jay Woodcroft put Brad Malone out for a defensive zone faceoff in overtime that led to the series winning goal. It's not about winning it there, but you could lose it. That was a coach's decision that didn't help. And I, I will finish with this. You know, I, I don't buy into any of this, you know, the, the anti-Truba faction or anything. Jacob Truba plays hard. Jacob Truba plays physical and body checking is a part of the game. And I, I know if people want to look at it in ter- terms of the lens of the team they support. It's the same thing I said about Kadri. The, I, like the, the comments about it serves him because of the way he plays. No, you're wrong. That doesn't, that's not the way it flies here. He plays hard. You want a hard player. 
Nazem Kadri wasn't responsible for Bennington's injury, you know? So let's, let, let's everybody, when fans start talking like that, like fittingly, no, it was a mistake to your point. And it was a mistake that happened up the ice. And Jacob knew right away that he was in trouble because he, he he's, uh-oh, Stamkos is by me, right? And, you know, it's, you know, and hey, the intelligence. Tell me this, Steve. If you had to rate the intelligence of the Tampa Bay Lightning on a scale of one to 10, where would you put them? Oh, like when you rate a kid and you do have hockey and then you rate it a five, if you really like his skating or his heart, or you give him a six. So I don't know how Tampa's hockey sense couldn't be at least a 10. Like I, I'm with it, you, right? That's what I think. And so like you talk about Andre Palat, and it's like the eyes light, like they know, like they're looking to take advantage. And when they see those situations, boom, it's over. And so you got to be thinking with them. It's not just skating. It's not just, it, it's thinking with them and understanding like, 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 like you're up on the play. If you're Jacob Truba, no, that's not the place to be up on the play because you, you're not going to, you're not going to gain an advantage there, but you could lose one. Oh, lo and behold. Uh, like, because when you go out on the ice, you, oh, wait a sec, Platt's out there. <laughs> like intelligence. I give them 11 out of 10, Steve. I give the Tampa Bay Lightning team an 11 out of 10. <laughs> um, before we get back to the Lightning and bring in Colorado and do a huge Stanley Cup final prediction and, and, and analysis on point and cadre and everything else, Rangers, Shesterkin's back, Fox, Truba, Miller, Lindgren. That's a pretty good four. Schneider's obviously signed, so they're set. And that, they have a Georgiev option of keep or trade, probably trade. So up front, though, Capocacco not playing in game six. Is that a sign of not resigning, trading his rights? Ryan Strom returning, Andrew Kopp. They've got some money to spend. Then there's a Kane belief. So where are we on the Rangers and what they do in the offseason to take the next level step up? Yeah, with, with respect to Capocacco, I... I you know, to, to, to me, and, and, and I'm sure the Rangers will talk about it at some point, something had to have happened. There, there's no way Gerard Glantz just sitting out a player of that caliber at that point. Something had to have happened. You know, I'm not going to speculate on it. You're, you're, not, you're not trading a young player like that, you know, uh, where he's at in his career. He was the second overall pick. He's a good young player. He's got lots of promise. You know, how, how, did, the, uh, how did the New York Rangers get Mika Zibanejad? Oh yeah, the Ottawa Senators were ready to run him after his entry level, and then and then all the all the oh he's not in shape oh this and that they had a terrible trade by the Ottawa Senators, and then they tried to then they tried to cast a, a negative a negative light on the young man. You better be careful. Like Capocacco is a good player. Like I said, in my view, something had to have happened. That's why and, and that's why Gerard just said I'm not talking about it. Some point in time, there'll be this have. Okay, so we look at uh, we look at Cop. He he was terrific for the New York Rangers. Terrific, terrific. Ryan Strom's a good player, you know, and he and and he's really worked well with Panera. I think that that's another thing. So, like every team, Steve, you have decisions to make, you know, and 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 you got to weigh what what making what going in one direction means and with respect to what you have to forego in another direction. Let's talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yanni Gord, Barkley Goodrow. Blake Coleman all had to leave like the Tampa Bay lightning didn't want those guys to leave. They, like they didn't want any of those guys, to leave. but the salary cap forced you to have to make a decision decisions. And 
that's where the Rangers are going to find themselves. There's going to be options. They got some young players and we'll see where they're at. But bottom line is this is what every team gets faced with, whether you're the Stanley cup champion or you've lost in the conference final like the New York Rangers. But I think when you look at that blue line, you look at the goaltender, you look at the top line, you got players under contract. They got, they got the fundamentals of a strong roster solidly in place. Totally agree. The Rangers will be back. They've got options. The sexiness is there at MSG. It'll be a fun off season. And I think they're still ahead of schedule from where they were when they sent the letter out to the fans a few years ago. Time now for KB on Ice, an inside look at the NHL, brought to you by our friends at Sports Interaction. Sports Interaction is Canada's space in five, four. Time now for KB on Ice, an inside look at the NHL, brought to you by our friends at Sports Interaction. Craig, Sports Interaction is Canada's sports book, 19 plus. Please play responsibly. We're here. The table is set. Tell me about the meal. Who wins the Stanley Cup? This is a meal. The place setting is beautiful, right? Finest china on the table, like silverware all polished up and the ultimate silverware waiting for the champion. I'm 12 and two in my predictions in these playoffs, 12 and two. And at the beginning, I had Colorado and Tampa Bay in the final. At the beginning of the season, I had Colorado and Tampa Bay in the final. Yeah, blind squirrel gets lucky now and again and finds a nut. I'll tell you what, and I had Colorado winning. I'm changing. I have Tampa Bay win. Tampa Bay has faced the top scoring team in the Florida Panthers, the second highest scoring team in the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now they're going to face the fourth highest scoring team in the Colorado Avalanche. They've shown unequivocally they can shut down the best scoring teams in the league. I'm going with the Tampa Bay Lightning to win the cup. Well, very interesting because I'm uh, 13 and one in these playoffs. I also had at the start of the year and the start of the playoffs, Colorado meeting Tampa. And I also had Colorado, but I'm sticking with Colorado, which will make our head to head matchup. Interesting. Totally understand about your road to the final way tougher for Tampa. They impressed us more. This isn't, Nashville without a starting goalie, UC Saros and Jordan Bennington and Edmonton just hanging on by a thread. I get it all. But when it really comes down to it, I believe we will see the best that we've ever seen from 29 and 8. They will get through the 1-3-1 where other teams did not. Their power play will be almost unstoppable and their goaltending, whoever it is, will hurt but not crush them. In a seven-game thriller marquee matchup, Colorado over Tampa in seven games. Kale McCarr, Conn Smythe. I like the Conn Smythe trophy winner. I'm going with Vasilevsky for the Conn Smythe. I think this Tampa Bay Lightning team is the 1983 New York Islanders. The upstart Oilers had to learn. I think that's where the Avs find themselves. And you know what? It's hard to argue against it. My prediction, I think, is more about heart than mind. I'm going with my heart, my friend. With the most competitive odds, Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com forward slash cool button pod. 
That's sportsinteraction.com forward slash cool button pod 19 plus play responsibly. Marky matchup. I don't know when you thought the last Marky matchup was. I mean, I don't think San Jose, uh, Nashville, uh, Dallas, Montreal, for me, we're, we're going to win against Pittsburgh and, and the opposition they face. Maybe Vegas, Washington, because it was fresh. The teams were good. It was pretty good. Detroit, Pittsburgh, maybe Chicago, Tampa Bay. But Craig, you just said, as I did, we had Tampa, Colorado. I know others who had Tampa. So we've got it. Like we've, we've got it. That's what the marquee says. Somebody has their kid and says, little Johnny, you know what I got tickets for tonight? Game one, Colorado, Tampa, Stanley Cup final. The only thing that'll make it better is that the two injured second line centers are back and Cogliano. So let's start with health going into the final. We've got to play amateur doctors. Will we see you know who's at some point in this series? Well, I think that I'm going to go right with John Cooper. John Cooper said that Braden Point has moved to not like day to day skating. He's going and he's going to be playing. I don't know when that is. I don't know if it's game one, game two. I don't know, but he's going to be playing. He keep in mind that uh, we're, he's well over a month since his injury in game seven versus the, the Toronto Maple Leafs. So, you know, that tells you how serious the injury was. Number one, number two is, is he's worked his way back to health because the, the, the lightning have kept winning. <laughs> right. So, you know, good, good on them. Kadri. He, he is, uh, he's the one that uh, is anxious to play. You, you know, he's the one that says I'll be back. And so, you know, we know at this point in the year that we're not going to get information. We're not going to hear what they have to say. But, like, you know, the will of the players, the determination of the players to get in there and, and help in whatever way they can is, is tremendous. I mean, it, it tells you, uh, you know, the, the commitment to winning, how how much they are willing to uh, commit, what they're willing to commit and what level they're committed to, to to win the Stanley Cup. We talk about it being the hardest trophy to win. The players tell you that every time with their with their willingness, right? And I don't think it's any different with with Nazem. I don't think it's any different with Andrew Cosby. I don't think it's different with any player. They're they're going to come and play. They if everything injured or hurt or whatnot, you know, it'd be nice if everybody was hundred percent. It's not going to be the case going into a Stanley Cup final. It's just not going to be the case. So, a little bit of rest for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. A little bit of rest for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. I, I think it's going to be a fantastic final. And I, I, I think Braden will be playing. And I think we'll see Nazem Kadri and Andrew Cogliano in the series as well. So, you know, the, there's, my, there's my best shot at, uh, at TV doctor. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, um, I don't know anything more than you do. And, and who's more healthier when they come in? We don't know. The fact that they're all not ruled out is great. Um, and it's kind of even if both are sort of banged up. It's like my points banged up. Your cadre's banged up. They're both great second liners. Point was the first liner before 30 goals over the last three playoffs. And he's only played seven games this year. So it's outstanding that, that we've got this moving forward. I guess second storyline from the injuries is the abs goaltending. So Jared Bednar says he doesn't know. I don't know what he's doing. I'm going to guess that he goes with Darcy Kemper, even though I Feel he likes Pavel Frantzos, and Kemper's been underwhelming. The guy in the other crease, he isn't underwhelming. So storyline number two is 
the great 88 against these two, the other guys, like the movie, the other guys. So I'm not playing who the advantage game is. That's a stupid question. It's, of course, advantage Tampa. Are you worried about Darcy Kemper winning four of seven against Tampa Bay? Well, how about if I just go overall? I, I, I think it's a real challenge, whether it's Kemper or Fransos, you know, to, to, to dig in and find a way to win four games. So I, to your point, I, I, I don't think anybody would look at it and not say, Hey, they're going to have to get goaltending to win from one or the other or both. Right. That, that, that's the bottom line. And, you know, when you, when, when you think about a, uh, Colorado, you think about Colorado, here's a couple of things I'll say about Colorado and their goaltending go back in, in some of the series and, and more, go back to St. Louis coughing up a lead in, in, in game five, right? Like, you know, you know, being vulnerable versus the Edmonton Oilers, you know, in game one and game in game four, right? Like, you know, different points in time, right? They're playing a whole different animal in the Tampa Bay Lightning. The St. Louis and Edmonton are not Tampa Bay. <laughs> we just talked Tampa Bay's intelligence, 11 out of 10. The, they're looking for it. And, and I, I think also their patience is 11 out of 10 as well. They don't force things. They're not, they're, they, they, they play, they play, they play, they play, and then they're waiting and, they, oh, here's the chance. Boom. Now you're done. Like, you know, it's like, it, it, it's amazing to watch the Tampa Bay Lightning, how they root in to, to, to their game. And you, like, you can't get them unrooted. Like Florida couldn't get them unrooted. New York Rangers after game two, couldn't get them unrooted. Toronto Maple Leafs, like they couldn't get them unrooted in game seven. They couldn't get them unrooted. And you have to find a way to get a team unrooted. And one of the things that I think Colorado's really going to have to do, they're going to have to display a level of patience. You know, Steve, we, we've talked a little bit about this. And for, you know, I know it's a long time ago. It's almost 40 years ago. But heading into the 1983 Stanley Cup final, the upstart Edmonton Oilers, you know, Gretzky, Messi. I mean, they were great. All this offense. Oh, boy. Oh, the marquee. Can you imagine that? Three-time Stanley Cup champion Islanders. Oh, against these great Edmonton Oilers. And, and they were great. And I bet you people were picking the Edmonton Oilers to win that series. I bet you they were all picking the Edmonton Oilers to win that series. And the Edmonton Oilers got a real lesson. <laughs> a real lesson. And, you know, in, in, in the details of the game and how you got to play, right? And that's what the Colorado Avalanche are up against, against these Tampa Bay Lightning. That's what I think they're up against. And are they ready to, are they ready to, number one, are they ready to dig in to, to, to disciplines of their game? And can they unroot the Tampa Bay Lightning? Can they unroot the, it's a big question for me. Yep, and I um, I vividly remember that series. I thought it was the Oilers' time. Clearly it wasn't, and they had to learn some things that you and I have said before on this podcast, Gretzky coming up with the phrase, there's the regular season, there's the playoffs, then there's the final. And there are a lot of similarities. So I would say that if I'm Jared Bednar and I watched Tampa go through a much harder road and the hardest of their three roads was probably Toronto who had three, four, five death shots in game six that they could not deliver. So Tampa live to fight another day. And then, as you said, Toronto couldn't get to the core in game number seven. So now I'm Colorado and I'm saying Tampa's patient. Can we be patient? But what about our speed and skill? 
McDavid got the puck and they layered him and took him away. Do we have to do a scenario where McKinnon's not carrying the puck through the one, three, one, maybe we're going to have to play a bit more safer dump and chase game. Maybe McKinnon's going to have to get in on the four check instead of zone entries. Then we have to grind it in there. And if there's no play, we keep it in there. We play Tampa hockey at Tampa. We do the same thing. Maybe when they've got the puck, we trap them up and we say, we're okay with playing your way right back at you. And then we've got this little game going on back and forth. What, what, what combinations do the avalanche want against Stammer's line and Palat's line? When will Makar go? When, when will he go? Well, when will he not? You know, it's all this type of stuff of saying, we got superstar players. I just went back just to watch the two meaningless regular season games. You know who scored in those games? Kucherov and Stamkos and Landeskog and McKinnon and Kadri and Makar and like the big boys all showed up. We got a lot of, you know, we got a lot of big boys here. Which ones are going to say, no, I'm, I'm, I want it now. I'm going to go. Are you going to skate into a, uh, a three-man layer, lose the puck, and it goes the other way. Oh, how do they deal with that, Craig? That's the series. Is between the the six inches, six inches. You've seen a lot of great skilled players. Problem with them is six inches, right here, square peg, round hole. How these teams decide we can go for it, we can pull back. The play's not there. Just because you can make a play doesn't mean, and I'm with you on that. Tampa lines up and Colorado has the puck. Will they go square peg round hole or will they learn to live another day? That's the series, my friend. And I can't wait. Like, I can't wait for those strategic decisions. You've already brought it up. I'm just, I'm pounding the hammer with you saying, if you start forcing some of that, not you, but them, there could be trouble. Could be trouble. Two things, two things. You, you just described the series. I, all I could think about, you know, we got, we got beef tenderloin and it's not just the big, nice cut of beef. We, we, we got the sizzle too. We like, we had like, you know, so that that's a pretty nice little setup here. So sharpen your steak knives because you're going to be able to sink your teeth into something juicy. Second thing I was going to say is Colorado showed it. They showed it in game six versus the uh, uh, St. Louis Blues. They showed that they can play a game where they just lock it down and they and they just play and they play smart. They showed it against the Edmonton Oilers. Game three in Edmonton, I like I, I like I, I mean we can talk about it being a, a three-two hockey game. Colorado really didn't give Edmonton very much at all in that game. And so they've shown they can do it. What they're gonna have to do is they got to show they can do it continuously and they gotta and they gotta show that like we're gonna keep doing this we're, we're okay as colorado we you and me have talked about and we'll go back to 84 with the oilers the highest scoring team in the history of the national hockey league arguably arguably their most important win ever was the one nothing win in game one of the 1984 because they said oh we, we can win a game one nothing tapa bay has given up nine goals in their last nine Stanley Cup playoff wins. Nine total. You want to play it one nothing? They're, they're fine. <laughs> you want to play it two one? They're fine. 
Are the Colorado Avalanche, can they be fine? Just saying, we know our opportunity is going to come and we just got to be really patient. You know, and, and, and as you said, between, between here, just be impatient. Be impatient. Don't just stay with it. Don't worry. We're going to keep playing. Tampa Bay will. Can the Colorado Avalanche? That's my question. And it'll be fascinating to watch, but that's where I see. I see a big part of this series being Colorado's understanding of who they are playing against. I got a couple other keys before we say goodbye to final thoughts. The Rangers' best part of the series was the power play, and Tampa had trouble containing the Rangers. Only one, two, three power plays a game. Like, that was – it was an advantage. Tampa's power play at time let them down. So point back in the middle will be an upgrade over Corey Perry. So if that comes into play, because Colorado's scary, scary five on four. So that's going to be a, obviously an intriguing storyline. So now if I'm Bednar, do I let Sorelli, right? We've got last change at home. Am I hiding McKinnon or do I start by saying, let's see what Sorelli 71's line has got. And do I then play what might be second line center Miko Rantanen against Stammer and I save Taves and McCarr for that group? <laughs> we talk about matchups are not just the forward, but the defenseman. Then do we go one story deeper and say, now this is a JT Comfort Nick Paul series, Craig. Now we get into new hook and Colton, and Paul, and Perry, and Nick Leo, uh, Nicholas Obey-Kubel. Like, are we real? We're going deep now. We're going deep. Do we need to go that deep to determine the victors? Do you see where I'm going with one versus two, two versus one, three versus three? Um, and is there any advantage for either of these teams who are so deep together? So you, you went individual, and, and I'm going to just bring it back to the team. Can, Nic can Nicola Obi Cabell, can uh, JT Confer, can, can, can other players, can they, I, I know the Tampa Bay players can do it for the most part. Can the Colorado Avalanche players do it? I don't, I don't think, you know, we can look at the matchups, but, but are you going to just keep playing? Are you going to just keep playing? Understanding that, that, the, uh, that the opportunity may be a long time coming. Tampa Bay's not fussed. Everybody talks. Tampa Bay is not fussed. Zero, zero, one, one, game seven, game one. What, they're never fussed. Like, that, that's, that to me is when I talk about, you know what? Like, sometimes unrooting a team is not so much about just unrooting a team. Sometimes you root yourself by saying, okay, we're going to go head to head here. We're going to understand that this is how we got to play to win. I'm not saying you abandon how you, who you are or what you are, but it's great. We talk about the different players and the matchups, but can you stay in the game? Can you stay in the situation that allows you to do it? Like we talked about Jacob Truba on the winning goal, the series winning goal. Jacob Truba is a big time competitor. He's determined. He wants to make a difference in the game. Just one little three foot mistake. <laughs> it was a three foot mistake. That's all it was. But that's all Steven Stamkos needed. It's all the Tampa Bay Lightning needed. <laughs> that, that was 1-1. If they had just scored, uh, the, the New York Rangers just scored make it 1-1. You know, it's here. We're down the last stretches, right? Tampa's going, okay, yeah, that's okay. Let's just, oh, oh, there it is. Boom, let's go. 
being patient when you're playing top competition is really hard to do. It's really hard to do. And that's where I believe, and you mentioned experience, a healthy Cogliano, a Darren Helm, um, Patrick Maroon, Corey Perry. Isn't it interesting that one of Perry or Arturi Lekkinen is going to win the cup this year? Uh-huh. Right? Like Perry's either going to go 0 for 3 or finally get one. But one of those guys who was so instrumental and down the depth chart, we talked to someone in Colorado said, I didn't know a lot about Arturi Lekkinen. And I said, well... That's why Joe Sackick and pro scouts and, and I don't want to say real hockey people do. Arturi Lekkinen, he, he's not the big dog, but he can take the dog for a walk. Or at times, the big dog has to chase him because he's also been there for some magic moments. And the Avs went and got him. Maroon, say what you want. Tampa's won what now? Four, four, and three. That's 11 straight playoff series. He's won 15 playoff series. Maroon, big goal, right? Big goal at home to kind of set an early pace um, back when the series was tighter. So what I like is Hedman, Makar. The goalie matchup, although not Shesterkin, Vasilevsky, is interesting because one is clearly advantage Tampa. Then the injuries with the second-line centers. Then the matchups with the star players. Stammer, McKinnon, like it's a who's who. Do you move Landis God down? Do you throw Arturi Lekkinen up and sacrifice the McKinnon line against 71 and say, yeah, you got us, Walter White. You caught me, but I'm going to stack my second line to get away from your checking. Like all those, because all these guys can play with each other. 96 can be on the second line. 96 can be on the first line. 13, Achushkin. And how he's resurrected his career, who do we give credit for that storyline? Like, there's there's a lot here. You know what this meal is? This is the, the king's meal. This table's got 40 seats, and there's food at every different spot. We could talk about the fourth lines and the star players and Hedman McCarr and all this stuff. I I need two days to get ready for it. I really do need two days to get ready for it, Craig, because it's it's sexy. Will they give us what we want? Will it be too much, Craig, patience? Or will, at times, it be like the Kentucky Derby? They're at the post. They're off. Will we see horses run? You know I love to see my horses run. Well, I think we'll see some, I think we'll see some horses open up on the – on the, on the, uh, on the track. I don't think there's any question that'll happen. And Tampa Bay can do that too. And again, you, you know, when we look at it, it's not going to disappoint. I mean, uh, are, are, do, do I think we're going to get an eight, six game? No, I don't think we're going to get an eight, six game. <laughs> I, I don't think we're going to see one of those, but you know, I think we're going to see some hard competitive hockey and, and to your point, you know, players that are versatile and can swing through the lineup and whatnot. And it's amazing. You know, you talk about Arturi Lekkinen, you know, and, you know, you, you go into a trade deadline and you hear about all this, you hear about this name and that name and the potential unrestricted free agents. Arturi Lekkinen, Andrew Kopp, guys that really strengthen a, a team. You know what? Nick Paul, Brandon Hagel, like, you know, it's, you know, these aren't the names you hear about, right? Like these are the names that like, but 
you know, the teams that are doing the work, they're going, what can we do to strengthen our team? And sometimes you strengthen your team a little bit. Sometimes you strengthen your team a lot. But there's no question that Arturi Lekkinen, Andrew Kopp, Brandon Hagel, Nick Paul have strengthened their teams. There, there's no question about it. And that's to your point about really good evaluation and understanding what you have and what can make you better. Wrapping things up with Ultimate Hockey fans, not a person or group of people, but a product, a must for every hockey basement. Go to ultimatehockeyfans.com. Check it out, boys and girls. Forward slash cool button pod to get our massive discount. My final thought is on silly season topics because as we get into June and July, the hockey's going to finish and it's silly season. My most intriguing silly season topic is the UFA period. I, I, I'm intrigued. I know it's the sexiest. What is it for you? Goalies, coaches, RFAs, UFAs. We do have a pretty good silly season. I think it's better than the F1 who invented the phrase, Vic Router taught me silly season. You've lived it. Are the GMs doing things right now, preparing when the silly season really heats up, Craig? Well, I mean, it's only a silly season if you're silly in your decision-making, right? Like if, if you've done it right, you've evaluated your team, you're not knee-jerk, you understand, you know, what, what you need a little bit more of, what, what hard decisions you're prepared to make. But when you start chasing your tail and you start running around in circles and you're chasing your tail, not understanding you're never going to catch up to your tail, that's when it becomes silly. And there's going to be teams that are silly. And there's going to be teams that are really strategic. And that's always fascinating. Steve, this process has been going on for the 16 teams that missed the playoffs. It's been going on for a long time. And for the eight teams that lost in the first round, it's been going on for, you know, for quite a long time. And it'll continue on. You know, the New York Rangers now and the uh, Edmonton Oilers, they're evaluating now. And, you know, with the Stanley Cup final, you know, these two teams are focused in on one thing, the Stanley Cup winning, right? The other 30 teams, they're looking at what we can do to be in the Stanley Cup final sometime in the near future, if not next season. Well, we're a little giddy, if not silly, for the silly season and the Stanley Cup final. There's the music. 73 is in the books. When you hear and see us again, it'll be podcast 74 and we'll be talking about the score the series and everything we saw in game number one for craig button bruce bolton i'm steve coolius be well enjoy the most wonderful time of the year we'll talk to you later this week ciao